Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning. Welcome to the Life of Movements. This is episode two. Episode two is a biography-based episode. We're going to be covering some key topics about myself, my upbringing, where I've been, where I've come from, a bit about my family, personal development, and the history of who I am and what I've been involved in. We're also going to touch on my achievements, my failures, and things I wish I could have done a bit differently in the past. I think first things first, we should start right off at the beginning. Um, firstly, as you know, my name is Kieran Clark. I was born on the 19th of September in 1995 in West on the Green. That's a little village on the outskirts of Oxford, in Oxfordshire. A little quaint little place, um, not much going on. A little village shop, a church and a farm. That'd be about all. I don't have much recollection of that point in my life. I was very, very small. I ended up moving to Banbury, um, which I lived in two different houses in Banbury, both way before my time. Um, don't really remember anything about that either. We fast forward to the points where I actually do remember things. I remember living in a little village called Woodford House, which is based between Banbury and Daventry. I spent my primary school years there. So I was basically spent from the years of, as I can remember, between five, possibly six, up to, I'd say, about year five in primary school. So a decent amount of time, so about reception sort of age to, you know, later on in the primary school life. Um, grew up, moved to two different houses there, um, lived on a terraced house, which was a old miner's house. Um, where the railways used to be with there, if anybody's interested, the houses in Woodford House were actually built to help facilitate the railway. And for whatever reason, it seems to be wherever I live at the moment has a railway line. Um, I lived in Woodford House, like I said. I lived in Toaster, has a railway line, all directly linked. And I live in Budbrook, has a railway line linked exactly the same. It's very, very strange. Apparently it's something to do with the hack I like to live near rail railway lines, but I have no idea why. One thing I do remember about Woodford House is me and my friends. Uh, there's a little wood basically in the middle of Woodford House that all the houses are built around. Um, it's not hugely big. I'd say it's about one kilometre square sort of size, possibly not even that big. Um, but to us as kids, it felt ginormous. We all used to be out there at the age of nine, possibly ten, running around building dens, um, hunting each other, running around like absolute idiots. Um, there was a little like mountain bike course we built in there with a massive hill with a little ramp at the bottom. Basically it was a game to see who could jump the furthest. And I'll tell you something, I was rubbish. I never ever ever came anywhere close to um, basically beating anyone. Uh, later on that ramp actually came a lot lot bigger uh, funny story actually is me and my family were going for a bike ride I remember cycling past this after a few miles going wow that was absolutely amazing and we went home um, me and my sister ended up turning around when we got home and said to mum and dad we're right if we go down and look at this cycle back there's a load of big kids there you know at the age of seven or eight you are oh yeah I really want to impress these people so I came flying down on my bike um absolutely flying hit this jump and just completely missed it and just went sailing over the top so little like eight-year-old me flying over the top of this jump completely clearing it thinking I was amazing until I hit the ground 
and then I hit the ground and bam, hit it and just completely hit the ground. Whole body came off the bike, slid, so like power side Superman dived across through the dirt, face first, boop, 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 across the ground, stones in my face, cuts all over my chin, across my face. It was painful. Ended up having to be carried home, basically, by my little sister. And wheeling my bike, hobbling, hurting the hell with blood trickling down my face. That seriously hurt. But that was that was a bit of a digress um, from what this is about. Um, this also continues on. I am moved from Woodford House to Toaster, which is a little village. Not a village, actually. It's more of a town. Um, hedging towards Hugh-normous right now because they're building more and more houses but Toaster, um, yes, is called Toaster. No, it's not spelt like Toaster. It's spelt T-O-W-C-E-S-T-E-R. Toaster. Um, I've heard lots of jokes about that growing up here and about how we live in toasters, what's our favourite food, is it marmalade and that kind of thing. Um, sort of drove us all a bit mad. Um, but it used to be a good laughing point when we were all growing up at school. Um, went to the last year of primary school here. And, and then continued through to secondary school. Uh, can't remember much about primary here. Um, do remember a little bit about secondary school though. At uh, secondary school, um, I was one of these kids who sort of stood out. I was quite gangly. Looked a bit like a um, child-sized version of Slenderman, which that was like I was like I was like a rake, all gangly arms, winging around. Couldn't really didn't have an ounce of muscle on me. I probably weighed about eight stone. Absolutely piss wet through. Um, I wasn't actually that tall either, which is a bit strange. Whilst at secondary school, so I ended up sprouting to the six foot three height I am now. A bit later on, um, very strange thing. Eight, like an absolute monster used to end up trying to like sneak out in between classes to go to the corner shop that was across the road and literally outside the school uh, this was before they put up the prison style fences outside the front um, which made it near enough impossible but we did try to sneak outside it causes many issues and many times we spent our times just running around like general war prisoners trying not to get caught so we could go outside at lunchtime and um, for the people out there who don't, aren't based in the UK, um, we have to all have to wear school uniform with ties, blazers, and you know it's all black with black shoes. You're sort of very, very distinguishable from the normal people on the street. So you can imagine all of us looking about the same, all of us teenagers thinking we're absolutely the man, trying to sneak out through these front, like prison-style gates, um, across the road to the shop and not get caught where the headmaster's office was like looking directly out. I can safely say these missions were not very successful. Um, you usually end up getting caught and have to somehow talk your way out of it and not get in trouble. Anyways, to continue the story a bit further on, um, something more relevant to what this podcast is about. Um, whilst I was doing my GCSEs at um, the school, I in Toaster, I was um, basically approached my dad, who had found something for me. Um, bit about my dad, he is about 53 now, um, medium build, medium height, ex-military, um, which is why I get all my passion regarding that about. Um, nice little fun fact about me, I'm currently a recruit in the Royal Electrical Mechanical Engineers, and hopefully present 
progressing forward to be a officer, um, which is going to be a huge achievement if I do get there. Got my ASO AOSB briefing booked, and give you an update regarding that once that happens with my Elfram Bravo phase trading booked as well, the back end of May. So definitely gonna get up a date on that. See how that is. My preparation going forward into that is um good, somewhat lacking. Um definitely room for improvement. When I say lacking, I mean I'm training four times a week at the gym. Um probably need to start easing off the gym and doing a bit more running. Um doing a bit more like cardio based things, so a bit more classes. Um, newfound passion of mine is to batter. Um, Missy's got me into that. Really, really enjoy it. Um, Pike called Guggen runs that, and it is awesome. Definitely extremely enjoyable. But back off the tangent, back to what I was saying about. Basically, my dad approached me and said, Kieran, there's something out there um, for you. Something called Welbeck, the Defence 6 1 College. Um, that's now actually close, closing slash closed down. We think this is the 9th of March 2020. After triple check for you. But at this moment in time, um, I'm pretty sure that the last year to go through Welbeck is happening right now. The last ever year. So all these years and years and years of history just disappearing. Um, for someone who's actually went there, um, they were classified me as a non-successful applicant because I actually didn't complete the course. But joke's on them because I'm coming back and going to be actually completing what I set to go do but in a reserve aspect so I can't actually measure that on paper um, but I don't think if I hadn't gone there would I be doing what I do now and what I, my passion is going forward now to actually decide to do this again and decide to work my normal job do the army reserves do this thank you guys obviously this is the podcast and um, with a couple of little bits and bobs I've got going on the side um, definitely cause for stressful life um, very very busy but if I hadn't gone there I don't think I'll be doing this um, now I don't think I have the self confidence with myself don't think I have the actual physical ability um, but anyways back to what I was saying because I keep going off on random tangents um, basically got approached to do this um, had to go through an interview process um, to get approached you have to fill out application form send it all off you didn't get a phone call got a phone call then I ended up going to oh, I can't what it's called but it was basically an army base um, with my mum and dad I had to go there after school all suited and booted dressed dress as smart as I could um, for a interview with a major ended up going through this you know never ever ever at this point been to an army base I had no idea what I was supposed to be looking at and um, went through these gates gates open after being had our pictures taken for our temporary military ID cards, um, which I now actually have one, um, ended up going through these gates, going through, sitting down, getting interviewed, asked all these questions about local, about news, um, politics, and at the ripe old age of 15, I didn't really know that much. I wasn't that opinion. I was opinionated. Um, 15 year olds were extremely opinionated. Um, based upon what, who knows, um, oh, self-righteousness most likely, um, but don't shoot me, not all of them are like that, but some are, um, if you are 50 you are listening to this, just be aware, sometimes you're not always right, even though you think you are, and sometimes I think I'm right at 24, and I'm not, um, and if I'm not right, you know, give me a kick up the ass and tell me I'm not right, 
I'd rather learn and be humbled than think I'm right and actually just be wrong and have everyone laughing behind my ass. Because that would be no fun whatsoever. But anyway, going through this um, selection process, had to go to ASOB um, at Grantham. And uh, not Grantham, that was the um, what you call, like, life type thing we did. Um, spent three days there, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, it's basically to see what you thought of the military, if it was for you. Um, all the people I met there were really, really good, apart from a couple of exceptions, which ended up getting weeded out. Um, we ended up meeting again. We went to Westbury, um, which is where you actually do your briefing as a officer um, to be selected um, to go forward to main board and then Sandhurst. Um, I've already done that, so I'm really looking forward to go back again. It's going to be a bit of a blast from the past. Um, met some incredible people there. Um, who I still know to these day, this day. Um, I haven't really spoken to them that much, so I've lost touch with them. Definitely need to get back in touch. So you're one of those people who I know, um, have have known. Please hit me up. Um, definitely look forward to getting back in touch with you. But at 15, we were running around, um, getting absolutely demolished by these platoon sergeants, um, NCOs, senior NCOs, officers, running around doing fitness, um, obstacle course, and doing these um, team tasks. So for the non-military people out there, a team task is um, basically an not an obstacle course, you have a square of some description with mark red markings all around it full of gravel with some kind of apparatus. So it could be blocks, it could be posts, it could be an actual like giant A-frame, and you have to get from one side to the other side. But you have to do it as a team using the equipment which you have. Um, they usually give you a rope, a plank, a um, couple of ammo boxes. Sometimes the ammo boxes can touch the floor, sometimes they can't touch the floor. There's different rules for how many people can go across and come back at one time. All sort of things. So at 15, it's a definite grueling test. Even as an adult now, um, after doing my, you know, doing my training, I can safely say, even as an adult, it is definitely trying. But it's so enjoyable. Um, for any people out there looking at doing that kind of thing, just throw yourself into it 110%, um, and they will see that and they'll notice that, and they'll definitely end up asking you about what you thought about it. Um, I'm probably going to have to continue this bit on a separate podcast about military life, um, but to continue forward, then ended up going to Bolbeck, got through, huzzah. I actually didn't end up completing the, um, I completed the first year and ended up leaving um, my dad at that time, um, got diagnosed with skin cancer, um, he's still with us, but at the time um, that hit me in a big, big way, um, so that's sort of the start of my journey. Um, into mental health and well-being. I can remember some extremely dark days then. Um, started smoking, um, probably drinking a bit too much, about 16, about 17 I think I was. Um, just didn't really have a care in the world. Um, I was working with dolls at the time. Shout out to all my dolls peeps. Um, no, you do not have to be there for your entire life. You can leave, um, but the people you meet there will probably be your best friends forever. Um, but going forward, end up leaving McDonald's. Um, met some incredible people there um, beforehand. Before I end up leaving, I was there for about four years. Um, end up rising to the great old amazing rank of shift manager. Um, top tip: No 18 slash 19 year old should ever, ever, ever be a shift manager. Realistically, um, that is far too much responsibility for 18 slash 19 year old to have um, over you know a team of 20, 30, 40 people. Especially when your best mates are 
either both of them are shift managers and then your other mate is the second assistant. Definitely not a good idea because you are basically God. You think you are God. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> that is not the coronavirus. That's just a tickly cough. If you listen to that in the future and we have died, um, feel free to just take the piss. But if we're all still about, you can take it as a laugh and a joke that actually it wasn't that bad. And no, I am not dying. Um, but no, no, no 18 slash 19 year should be put in charge of that many people. But those people who work there helped me through definitely a very rough time. Um, I will definitely touch on this in a bit more depth and a bit more interesting slash scientific um, perspective, I'd say. It's the best term of word for that in the future and um, definitely go look at that in a whole separate episode um, so that's something you want as I said before please head over to the life of movements that's movements with Z at the end um, Instagram feel free to comment um, you know send me a message anything you want to hear a bit of feedback for the podcast more than happy to oblige but going forward from there um, ending up um, obviously leaving well back like I said um, for family reasons end up going to a sixth form called Carolyn Chisholm which is in Northampton um, that probably was not the best idea um, on my own half I wasn't my head wasn't really in the game at that moment in time um, I was going to McDonald's I was boisterous I thought I was the absolute man nobody could tell me no um, I thought I was Jack the Lad um, you know I walked on water basically um, that was not a good headspace for me to be in um, I really just didn't how do you put it nicely care I just didn't care didn't care about anything um didn't care about family didn't care about girls um i was going out all the time this was 18 um fast forward a little tiny bit um 18 just didn't care about anything um not something i'm proud of um sort of humbling to think back at it now um yeah definitely not proud of anything i did there um but anyways moving forward i ended up not completing my sixth form um there end up not doing well at all um but i persevered i went to northampton sixth form college um which is not the best place but i ended up going there end up getting a a level in oh actually a complete a level because i started that at welbeck went halfway through it at Carnchism and then actually completed it um there um just doing two days a week there at college then doing five days a week working um, you know, worked, went to the gym. I'd say back then, um, I was what you'd classify as your classic. This is in quotation mark, by the way, guys. Gym rat. Um, I thought I was amazing. Um, as all eighteen-year-olds think they are. Um, I could deadlift two hundred and twenty kilos using wraps, a belt, and very shoddy form using non-weighted plates. Um, when I say non-weighted, I think. Um, the best way to describe this is you probably know what I'm on about here but go to the corner of your gym you see those plates that are rubberized that have huge chunks missing out of them and they say 20 kilos on them they are not 20 kilos they do not weigh 20 kilos you know in your heart they are not weighing 20 kilos um, so I thought you know, I'm lifting this 220 kilos it probably wasn't 220 probably like 200 uh, maybe 205 at absolute max with all the chunks missing out of them if I could show you a picture of what these look like, you'd fully understand what I mean, because they were terrible. Um, but anyways, 
I thought I was amazing. I did a um, also in brackets here cut. Um, got reasonably lean. I then got down to like 197 pounds um, at six foot three going to the gym. You know, I, I thought I was awesome. Um, definitely thought I was the strongest in my life. No, I was not. I was half repping my squat because I was ego lifting. And I sort of had to humble myself um, back then. I had to take a step back because, um, you know, I had these underlying issues with myself, um, which I don't really talk about with people. Um, my other half, my um, girlfriend, Sam, she'll sort of be better explain what I was like back then. But I just didn't really care. Um, didn't really understand. Didn't want to let anyone in. Had this um, metaphorical wall. My friends used to call me the brick wall. Um, so I built this wall up around myself because I didn't let anyone in. I didn't let any of these emotions um, affect me. I didn't let my emotions come out. Um, you know, I, d I dealt with everything with either aggression or just ignoring people. Um, if you say something I didn't like, I'll just ignore you um, or you know, have a fight with you. I, I had loads of fights at school because that was my attitude. Um, definitely wasn't the best attitude to have. Um, as I said before, there's a couple of things in this podcast I regret. Um, that's one of them. Um, go go through maybe a future episode about problem solving when you get these kind of feelings. You know, getting down to the deep, dark reason why you feel that way, um, and why you're behaving that way towards people. Um, nine times out of ten, when someone's behaving like that towards you, um, this is like going forward in life. You need to actually understand that the reason why they're behaving like that is generally not because of you. They're usually behaving that way due to some external factor. Um, and they actually have something in something which they are holding on to, like they're stressed or they have an argument at home, or they have some kind of emotion which they're struggling to process, and they're not really able to uh, correctly and methodically go through that process through grieving or griefing. I mean grieving, um, or any other of those kind of emotions. Just it's it's not healthy to bottle that kind of stuff up, um, but. Going forward from there, um, obviously, as I said, ended up completing my level there. Um, then went to a comp company, sort of fed up with working with dogs at the time. Um, and my other half left as well. Ended up going for a company called Oatman Limited, um, which was a small little family company. Ended up leaving there. Uh, now work where I currently work, which is a main dealer manufacturer. I'm not going to obviously say exactly where I work, um, just in case some of this podcast touched on stuff which they don't really appreciate. But um, yeah, um, really sort of enjoy my job there. Um, different walks of life, different people, um, and they're going there. So to wrap up, um, this is the end of this episode, episode two. Um, it's gone on for a little bit longer. Um, there's so one. Obviously, seems to be as I get more and more comfortable doing this, um, I need to do less editing apparently, uh, which makes my life a lot easier. Thumbs up to me on this one. Pat on the back, Kieran. And I can just talk for ages. Um, really, really enjoyable, actually. Good. Definitely continue doing this. Um, stay tuned, guys. Um, you know, keep moving forward. Keep and change things. Be real. And just appreciate what you got. Um, even small things, just reflect. When you've got a cup of tea at night and you know, you're sat there thinking, don't really want to do, have to think about how you do things differently. Um, I often say, my dad used to tell me, if you can look at yourself in the mirror when you shave in the morning, can't shave or you're a big lady don't worry feel free and um, once you can look at yourself in the mirror in the morning while you're shaving and think i did right by yesterday then that was a good day
sorry guys, that was a bit of a ramble for episode two. Uh, obviously getting the swing of this a bit more, but looking forward to speaking to you next time and to you to listen. As I said before, anything you want to discuss or chat about in the future, just drop me a message on the Life of Movements Instagram. See you again soon.